Welcome back to Money Talkers with your host, Cody Laughlin. I just got off a really fun conversation with Amit Kittrick and to the uh, younger development stages than a lot of times we tackle here on the show. And so for the parents with younger kids or expectant parents, uh, it's a great tool for you to check out. She has nurturednoggins.com. Um, and we kind of deep dived in that. So if you haven't listened to that, please go back and listen to that episode later. Uh, but this is the high impact series. This is where we want to find the, uh, we're going to go over the one question and we want to find something for you to be able to take your headphones off, take your earbuds out and have a dinner time conversation or plan a session with your kid or change the way that you're doing things in the household around a specific subject so that you can have these impacts on our kids. And we kind of even talked about it. We usually generally talk about with a little bit older kids that their financial trajectory is going to be completely changed by this. But as we kind of learned, it all starts in the very beginning. And so, uh, you know, we can apply these things as young as one years old, you know? And so, um, but in this, what you're going to do is you're going to have two things come out of this one. You're going to build that relationship that you always want with your kids as they get older and older so that they know it's not taboo to talk to you about money, entrepreneurship, successful mindsets, and that they can go to mom and dad and have these conversations later in life when they are, uh, having bigger and bigger challenges and those things. So you've built that relationship early and uh, talking with Ann, we actually are building that thing through one through three. And so, uh, and then the second part of that is that you're going to change their financial trajectory because they have so much time ahead of them that the small things you do, these little pebbles in the water have big reverberations later in life. And, uh, you know, throwing those pebbles earlier and earlier can only be better and better. And so with that, Ann, are you ready? I am. All right, cool. So here's the big question. What is the one thing that you would teach about that our schools don't? It's had a major impact on your life. Um, I would teach about saving money and investing money. I am an early childhood person. I had a career. I have a career in early childhood. And I started out as an infant teacher. And so that is the very youngest person that you can care for out there in the world. It seems as if the scale of pay is very directly correlated with the age child that you're teaching. Tenured college professors are probably the highest paid educators out there. Infant teachers are probably the lowest. And so that was my career choice. <laughs> babies so, don't have a lot of money, right? <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> and it's just the profession is just it's not a high paying profession. But that's fine. I chose that. And um, the one thing I wish that I had known, even though I've always made just enough to live on, I just wished that I would have saved at least a little bit and invested it from the time I started my career when I got out of college and I didn't. And um, I think I just, I wasn't taught to do that. It wasn't something that was talked about in our home very much. Um, and it, and it certainly wasn't taught to me in school and at least not in the classes I took. And so, yeah. yeah. I, yeah, I, um, that was for me, it was that I changed my major when I found out about compound interest and I found about, this is kind of how the show started was I found out about that at 19 years old and it was mind blowing to me that we never, I never had been introduced to that concept. And then I thought about it. I was like, I was in a finance class at university, like at a four year university. I'm like, what percentage of the population is ever going to have this experience yeah. where like it's being taught, but it's also impactful. I'm like, it can't be very much like, why are we not introducing this subject earlier and earlier? Mm -hmm. And we kind of talked about it a little bit on the parenting side of it with tangible money, where we have 
I like my kids have an allowance, but they have to save 20% of it, you know, and we were talking about compounding that money and what interest is and, you know, mine are young, but they've gotten that since four or five years old, they understand that like, all right, if I give you a dollar a month from now, I'll give you a dollar 10 if you let me use that dollar. And they're like, Oh, I'm like, but if you want to use a dollar, I'm going to give you back 90 cents or, you you know, type of deal. And so um, in that introduction, is there a way to kind of instill that as a young child? I don't, well, I don't mean like young child, parent with young child educator. Is there a way, is there any like practical tips about with young children to do that? You can think of. Well, I think what you're talking about is the very best example of how you can teach that because it's a very concrete and tangible look at the dollars that are building up in the jars for mm -hmm. saving. And, um, and so I don't know of any other way to teach it except to show it like that. And, um, and to, you know, I, I mean, there's probably tons of ideas that you could do with that wad of money. You said that you're exchanging the ones for tens and twenties and fifties. And, you know, eventually maybe that jar will be full of one hundreds. And then maybe you could go do some investing and learning about investing, or maybe, you know, all kinds of ideas as that money builds up. I, I, you know, gosh, I can just think of in my 20s, whenever I came across a house that was really, really cheap, if only I had just figured out a way to buy that little house instead of paying rent for all those years, you know, that would have been just such a simple thing. Well, not that simple, but a way to invest in a way that would be more uh, beneficial to me, but I so, didn't do it. So what would be your advice to parents to how to explain that? Like, and so, or when would you, like, what would be your advice to parents to have that impact with their kids now? To involve them in the conversation and to do those things and to figure out what's, what's, uh, realistic for your particular world in your world in your environment what's a way that you could demonstrate this in a way that they could see it and understand it um yeah yeah because i'm trying to think of something we can practically pull away where they could be at the dinner table and have that conversation around um is it um but i know you do a lot in development space that's why i'm that's why i'm asking it this particular way because um, a lot of people I deal with are in full practicality mode uh, a lot of times with accountants and those kinds of things. And so um, on the development side, like how could you place the concept? How would you do that? Um, how, how would you how would you try to implement the concept over the actual physical way of doing it? Or is, is that just tied together? Um. I'm trying to think of a. I'm wondering if there's a way to do it in young kids, right? Yeah. If there's a, if there's a, uh, like, and I mean, you know, we were, because we've been talking about one to three has the massive impact and that's when they have these developmental concepts. Mm -hmm. And like, I know about like the marshmallow game, right? Mm -hmm. Where you have delayed satisfaction, but I don't know if there's a way to, if that, if that's, you know, one of the best ways to do it or like, how do you, how do you start to instill that to where kids can wait for that? Because I loved your idea around being in the store and taking the photos. And I think that that actually, you know what? I think if 
I know we talked about it in the last episode, but if you could explain that again, I think that has a huge piece in there that is, is, you know, we talked about like them picking what they wanted to buy, but also that delayed piece of satisfaction where like, I have, you know, I took the photos and all that stuff. Like, could you explain that again? Sure. Yeah. Um, well, when you go to a, a store that has kids, things that kids want down at their eye level and they just are pestering you to death, they want to buy this, they want to buy this, rather than saying you can buy one thing that costs $10 or whatever, you know, we, we do, um, ask them to take a picture of the things that they really like. Just pick out, you know, the things that you see that you think you want, take a picture of it and we'll see what we can do with that. And then when you get home or, you know, just some time, you can take a look at all those pictures. You might need to pull it up on a computer screen so they can see them all side by side. But just go through it again. Is that something you still think you'd like? If not, let's delete it and kind of, you know, filter through your list, come up with the top 10 things and then create a Amazon wish list or something like that so that when it comes their birthday or there's a holiday where there's gift giving and people ask you, what does your kid want? You've got a list of things that they actually do want that they would enjoy getting as a present. And, um, and, and they were the ones who picked it out. They, you know, they have this experience of waiting for it. They probably will have the experience of getting it and thinking, I don't want that anymore. And, you know, and then you can deal with that, uh, however you want, but, um, yeah, that's, yeah, no, the, I love that's that the idea. Impulse buying is one of the biggest money leakages that we have. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, and a lot of times like with our kids and, and ourselves, like if we can, if we wait a lot of times that, that next day, it's like, eh, I don't even really want that. You know, right. and you've lost yeah. that cortisone going through your brain. It's like your cortisol is I like, ah, I want it. It's going to be so fun. I but, um, well, and thank you so much for coming on Money Talkers with me. I think that that's a, a, such a, I wanted to revisit that because it's such a super practical way. It's got so many lessons built in there, you know, of one really identifying the things you want and picking out what's important to you because those are the goals you want to go get. Because I think about that as well, like where we talked about with the savings jars or the, or the spending jars that if my kids had 10 things in the week that they were like, oh, I want this, I want this, I want this. And then they were like, okay, well, line them all up and then figure out the best one. Now put a goal to it with your cash coming in so that you could go pay for this one. Like, how do I afford it? Not, mm -hmm. I can't afford it, right? Because right. we talked about powerful words. So if it's $20 and they only have seven, it's like, hey, how can you get to the other $13? How long is it going right. to take you to get there? And then as that next week comes up and they're like, I want this, I want this. You're like, I thought you were saving for that. Mm -hmm. like oh yeah, yeah yeah and they just put them back like it's just it's such a good idea yeah. in there for for um basic development of good habits and so um but with that uh and who should come find you and uh where do they find you at you can find me at nurturednoggins.com you can email me at ann at nurturednoggins.com i love talking to parents about their kids and um i i work with people who are expecting a child and who are in the first three years of parenting. And um, I help you understand your kid and I help you understand yourself as a parent because we are all growing together. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Isn't that the truth? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and thank you so much for coming on Money Talkers with me. If you're listening to this, this is your opportunity to uh, take some action this week and uh, take this practical tip uh, where basically, you know, you're taking, as you're in the store, you've got these young ones that are running around. And instead of telling them you can't afford it or mommy doesn't have any money and then two seconds later they see you checking out with a bunch of stuff you wanted, 
you know, those, those, you're building that trust level, you're letting them have decision making, you're letting them, uh, you're developing uh, almost like a budgeting mentality of what's identifying what's important to work for or what they really want, what they don't want. Also, you might be saving a lot of money and headache by putting into the Amazon list, like she mentioned, and then we've got Christmas coming up. So, uh, and birthdays never seem to stop. So uh, with that, Anne, thank you so much for coming on Money Talkers. Thank you for listening to another episode of Money Talkers with me, your host, Cody Laughlin. If you found this episode helpful in your pursuit of financial dominance, it really helps if you make sure to leave a five-star rating and share it with your friends or family members who could use good financial information and entrepreneurial success tips. I invite you to join the Money Talkers community Facebook group. Open Facebook and search for Money Talkers to join today. Follow us on Instagram at the Money Talkers for inspirational mindset posts, encouragement, and investing tips. And remember, the one thing you can do to change your kid's financial future is to start talking about money with them because you are a money talker.